After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by the wonderful, talented Mr. D. <laughs> you silver tongue devil, you. Hello. Now, How are you? I do. I do try. I do try at times. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. this is supposed to be uh, the the last episode of Disney Parks and Beyond, and I I feel like everyone's missed a memo because. No one else mm-hmm. is here except us. I think they might have packed up early or something yeah. and just gone um, yeah. because Craig's not available. P-Dubs, we're waiting to find out what's happened to him, but it could be a torn bicep. Sinead Zill, mm-hmm. Chris Ripley is, you know, in one of his multiverses doing stuff. Um, yeah. and, and Ryan's busy as well. So it's literally just down to you and me, which in a way I think is fitting because, you know, yeah. we are pretty much the OGs now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've been it, here. Not... You've been here the second longest. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, you only missed a few episodes at the start. Yeah. So you know, it's left yeah. to the old guard to sort it all out, oh. bring it all home. It's all right, these young whippersnappers can't handle the pace, you know. Oh, I recorded. Um, I recorded my daughter's podcast yesterday, um, mm-hmm. Alice's magical podcast, and we hadn't. Well, I'll say we, it's not my podcast. She hadn't recorded uh, an episode since July, the 15th yeah. of July. And my first question to her was, where had she been? I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I literally know her, I'm a dad, but, you know, for the for the purposes of the audience. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I've been busy. Yeah. I've been bu- Eight-year-old being busy. And I'm Is like, I, did, I said, like, I record at least one podcast a week, sometimes three or four. What, what do you mean mm-hmm. you've been busy? Too busy to record a podcast. So, you know, so, uh, as you said, it's the youth of today. They just haven't got the stamina, have they? No, no they've got a hectic social life, you know. So it is. They're all multitasking. Mm. When I was growing up, it was one thing at a time, you know. They hadn't invented multitasking by then. Three channels. Mm-hmm. Then four yeah. and five. Then, yeah. you know, hundreds. Most people are like, what? What are they talking about? Channels? What's that? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Later on in the show, we'll talk about VHS tapes. Um, yeah. So we are going to talk about the Disney parks, and we are going to talk about things outside of the Disney parks as well. But, of course, we can't mm-hmm. just go in like a bull in the china shop. We've got to, of course, acknowledge that we are drinking whilst recording this podcast. So, Mr. D, what do you have to drink? Yeah. i got a rum and coke. I'm back on the Kraken mm. again. 
Very I'm nice. just popping open a little caffeine-free Diet Coke. It's a bit late at night here in the UK. Mm. I want to get some sleep after this. So it's a caffeine-free. And then my body is a temple, so it's diet as well. <laughs> my body my body is a ruined Inca temple, but yes. still, it's a temple. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. No, cheers indeed. Um, I have got, because uh, they were on sale in my local supermarket. Oh, hang on. Sounds like a malfunctioning <laughs> ring pool there. That's right. It's just because I didn't get the right leverage on it. Um, I've got a passion fruit uh, Bud Light seltzer. Ooh. So, cheers. That's pretty tropical. Cheers. Yeah, it's one of the um, one of the nicer spritzers, I think. Or what seltzers? Sorry, not spritzers. Um, so yeah, they're obviously setting off the summer stock. So yeah, ACP a can. I'll take a few of those. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. So, as we mentioned, uh, there's part news, and we'll start there by having a look at what's going on inside the parks. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. So um, I do have news from other sources as well as my own stuff. Uh, But Mr. D, I'll let you go first. Okay, well, there's a, there's a few things. I'm starting to... <clears throat> we're still in the Halloween season, I think, although there's quite a lot yeah. of news about what's coming after Halloween. Mm. But one of the things that was interesting, I thought, was that so far between, I think it's October the 9th and December the 4th, Disney have said that um, you cannot just book a one-night stay. You've got you've to have at least a two-night stay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I ever remember them done that before. I've heard a few different theories as to why that may be, but I thought it was quite strange, really. That, um, that is very strange, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, there was some speculation. Yeah, it was just rumours and speculation about uh, are they trying to stop people staying for one night and then, you know, utilising these late night extra magic hours but that seems that seems a bit hard to believe because that's only for DVC and Deluxes mm. and DVC can still stay for one night it's only the hotel side so yeah I wonder why that is are they just trying to bump up the revenue to say hey you can't just pop in for a night um, you've got to have at least a two night stay I don't know just seems a bit a bit odd that one yeah, I I don't think I've ever heard that before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure actually when when we last went to <laughs> stuff we were talking about off air actually, but when mm-hmm. um, we went to Halloween Horror, Horror Nights last time um, back in 2019, I'm sure yeah. we contemplated getting a um, 
a one night stay on Disney property to enable mm-hmm. us to actually have a chance of getting some decent uh, fast passes when that was a thing. God, do you yeah. remember fast passes? Do you remember fast passes? Um, uh, I've heard of them. Heard yeah, of them. I've vaguely heard of them. Yeah. Decent memory now. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we were look we were looking then. And I think uh, I want to I want to say we could have got one of the um, pop uh, one of the um, values for about one hundred and fifty dollars mm. for the night. It was something like yeah. that. Um, and we didn't do any end just because we'd still had to buy our part tickets and, um, you know, we'd have to move from, uh, you know, at least get to the hotel the night before mm. and that was going since Halloween Horror Night. So we didn't go through with it in the end, but it was something we looked at. And, yeah, I mean, it, we were just looking for the one night. That was that was it. No mm. problem. So yeah. this, is, this is something I've never encountered before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a bit strange. I mean, obviously it's the fiftieth, but um, does that explain it in some way? I would have thought that they would have been happy to get any business that they can get, given that they're still reopening hotels and and things like that. Um, well, yeah, it's it's odd as well, isn't it? Because um, you would think that you know, as you say, they want anyone to kind of come in. But if somebody can only go, you know, they only have one night that they can spend at a Disney park, it's a short vacation or something like that, then that yeah. person's going to go elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a it makes quite a difference for well. I mean, it's you're probably talking about more locals, I guess, that would only stay for one night. Um, but I guess if you are local, you've got a choice. You, you don't necessarily have to stay on site. You know, if you can't get one night, um, you're being forced into two, then there's plenty of hotels close to Walt Disney World that will put you up for one night. So it seems an odd strategy. Can't can't quite figure it out. And you'd be paying parking still, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so, right. You know, do, do you know what I mean? Like if you if you decide instead to stay down somewhere on iDrive because you couldn't yeah. have one night at Disney. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you've got to then factor in the cost of, you know, parking your car there or something. That's still that's right. going to be applicable anyway. So it's it, it is, just seems yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. turning some people away. Maybe not lots of people, but as you say, yeah. businesses are trying to recover. They want to get every dollar they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it would hit that, that sort of locals market that, you know, it's kind of odd because in California they were – you know, they've changed the annual pass program because they were having locals who were just, you know, popping in, using their annual pass to pop in for a couple of hours and not actually spending a lot of money. Here, if you've got locals that actually want to come and spend a night in Walt Disney World, you're actually putting them off. It's just kind of odd. Because if you're a local and you're going to spend one night, you've probably got an annual pass. If you're going to stay on site, you're probably going to eat on site. So, you know, it... it makes it a much more significant spend no but what about if you decided that you wanted to do um food and wine mm-hmm. and you wanted to really enjoy food and wine so yeah you wouldn't have to worry about getting home afterwards you could just you know stumble back to your hotel yeah. you mean you know. partake in alcoholic beverages <laughs> uh, is that what you're referring to possibly yeah yeah i wasn't talking about i don't, condone. I don't yeah. condone that sort of thing okay Good. fair enough how, how, how's that run Good. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like the way we're both drinking tonight. It makes a nice change. Yeah. Um. Right, I'm going to talk about something that paid up sent over. Almost in a hospital mm-hmm. bed, not quite. Um, he sent over about the celebrity narrators and dining packages, packages returning uh, for the Candlelight uh, Processional this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've announced um, some of the uh, the hosts, well, hosts, narrators that they're going to have. Um, yeah, they include some people I know of, and some people I don't, and hopefully the same for mm. you as well. So, uh, Cheetah Riviera, any ideas? Nope, no. Uh, nope. I'll, I'll read out the ones that I don't know in case you do. Um, okay, Alton Fitzgerald White. Uh, nope. I mean, it's a great name. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like an English name that one, and it's a. Double-barreled. Yeah, it sounds like something yeah. from The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Someone like, like carries in The Great Gatsby. Lord in front of that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, Lisa Fitzgerald's L- white. <laughs> uh, Lisa Ling. Uh, I'd like to say yes, but no. Yeah, it kind of rings a bell, but I I don't know. I don't know why. Um, and the last one that I don't know at all is uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, that name does ring a bell. Let me Google that one. Is that because he's a bell ringer? Yeah, it could be. Quasi model, <laughs> that name rings a bell. It does. Um, uh, Stephen Curtis, an American contemporary Christian music singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, author, and social activist. God, he's a busy boy. Nah. No, no, I don't obviously, know. Obviously not busy enough. <laughs> We've never heard of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but some names that I do know of, uh, Jody Benson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, you know, done numerous voices for Disney over the years, including, of course, uh, Ariel. Uh, mm-hmm. Blair Underwood. Right. Um, and Pat Sajak, who uh, is the host of Wheel of Fortune, or used to be the host of Wheel of Fortune, I want to say. Oh, okay. Right. I don't think he's now. I'm sure that I'm sure it changed fairly recently, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's quite a quite a famous uh, game show uh, host yeah. uh, there as well. Um, so uh, I mentioned as well. There's uh, dining packages available yes. as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. These can be booked from the 26th of October, so mm-hmm. uh, not not too far, about a week or yep. so. Um, so you can book at the the beer garden right. over in Germany. Um, that's sixty two dollars yeah. and thirty five for children. Uh, the coral reef at the Living Seas. That's mm-hmm. uh, seventy four dollars or twenty five for kids. That yeah. is weird, isn't it? Right. So it's cheap. It's more expensive for the adults, but it's ten dollars less for a child than mm. the beer garden. You'd have thought the children's prices would have been like there or thereabouts, but yeah, there you go. Um, you mm, can also uh, over in the land pavilion, you can go to the Garden Grill. Uh, that's right. seventy-one dollars and forty-six dollars, and okay. the last one is of course the Rose and Crown, mm. which is yep. sixty-three dollars and twenty-five dollars, respective. Yeah, happy memories of that one. Yes, the Rose and Crown. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, you know more names uh, to be announced, um, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, 
that's good news for people that um, like to like to see that. And I mean, it's yeah. it, it's good that we're seeing stuff like dining packages back in yes. in any capacity. So it's another sign mm. that things are getting more back to uh, relative normality. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely um, it's definitely worth doing that dining package because it gets you a, a guaranteed seat, which is a it's a, it's a busy show. Uh, mm. We've only been once, but we did not have a dining package, I don't think. And we had to queue up for quite a long time to get in, and we ended up right at the back. We did get a seat, but we were right at the back. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think if you can get a dining package for that, it's a, it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, especially if it rains, because some of the seating is undercover, but I think some of it isn't, but some of it is. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was that was from uh, from P Dubs. Um, did you have anything yeah. else? Yeah, I mean, the, in general, you know, I think that what they call the feast of the holidays starts. I think twenty sixth of November runs through the thirtieth of December. So, candlelight processional that you talked about there, like being being a part of that. And I think the dining package is a lunch and dinner. Um, oh. I remember reasons, so you can get a lunch time one as well. I think they just give you like a ticket that you take there later on for the show. Um, and then there's the the very merriest after hours party. So the replacement for Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Uh, they've announced a new show for that on stage. I've heard that the tickets for that aren't, aren't sort of shifting maybe as quickly as they, as they wanted to. Well, I guess we'll see, but... Um, yeah, and then um, there's a there's a merry menagerie at the Animal Kingdom, so it's a kind of meet and greet where they've got cast members who are who have got um, they like walk around characters like animals, um, almost a bit like you would see in the Lion King show in the theater. Not, okay. Yeah. Not not the one there, but the one that you would see like on Broadway or or in London's West End. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got various various animals walking around. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff, a lot of news about uh, what in America you would call the holiday season, so Thanksgiving, Christmas. So the holiday overlay is coming back to living with the land. Um, so looks, looks quite good. And they've already started putting up some of the holiday decorations, which seems crazy because we haven't even had um, you know Halloween yet. But, uh, that is really weird. Where have, the, where have they put those up then? Uh, I think they've started to put them up around Magic Kingdom and, and various little places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, kind of gearing up for it. Now, if we go next year, um, our plan is to go and catch the end of Halloween on the beginning of Christmas. So mm. uh, we'll, I think we'll be early enough for the Christmas, the, the beginning of the Christmas parties, assuming they start at the same sort of time mm. as they have been in previous years. Um, but I don't know if we'll really catch things like the candlelight processional because if it's the same as this year, you're looking at late, slightly later for that. So we would be there from like 26th of October through until about, I think it's about the 11th or 12th of November. Mm-hmm. So I think we're early enough to catch the first Christmas parties, hopefully, but probably wouldn't catch 
kind of like processionals and things like that, unfortunately. Yeah, they're normally they're normally after Thanksgiving, aren't they? Um, yeah. Those kind of events. Yeah. The um, mm-hmm. I know when we when we last went, um, we came back. I want to say like the fourth or fifth of November, something like that, mm-hmm. and. And we saw the the Halloween decorations coming down and the Christmas decorations yeah. going up, so it wasn't yep. all ready, um, but it was mm-hmm. it was pretty much there. But the the point being is that there wasn't any you know other than the uh, you know if you go to the Christmas shop in uh, in uh, Disney Village at uh, Disney Village uh, Disney Springs now, yeah. um, you know that's Christmas all year round. But um, that was it yeah. until the end mm. of Halloween, and then. You know, the first yeah. couple of days of November, that's when everything started getting replaced. So the fact that they're doing yeah. it whilst Halloween's still going on is is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know if it's, it's the 50th. Um, I do things a little bit differently because some of the things have got going on with the 50th. I don't know, maybe, sure. yeah. Uh, maybe. Certainly seem to be getting ready early for it. Um, mm. Talking about the 50th, yeah. there's a 50th holiday sweepstake being announced. So... You can win a, a holiday. I think it's for four people to Walt Disney World. You mm. can enter you know, one entry per day, but you can enter every day if you want up until the 24th of October. Um, but the interesting thing was, at first I thought, mm, it's a bit it's a little bit stingy, really. But actually, when you when you read what you're getting, I think it's, you know, pretty good, pretty good package, really. And it also includes one of the VIP tour guides as part of wow. the package. So that that really bumps up the value of it yeah, significantly. Massively. Because as we know, those are, are very, very expensive. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if they do more of those because, you know, if you think about like um, the year of a million dreams, you know, they had, they had stuff going on every day, didn't they, for I think it was over a year. I mean, they had lots of little things like you would get pens and and stuff like that, and that, but the but you also got like a night in the castle suite. Um, yes, yes, I remember that. But they, but that was kind of continuously through the celebration. Whereas this seems to be a kind of one one off at the minute. But maybe they'll run it, you know, a few times through the fiftieth year and a half or two years or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, I'd love to get a stay in that castle suite. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, apparently I mean, you could get anything. Yeah, apparently you could get anything you like. You know, what I mean, you could literally ask to get like chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and they go and get it, or you know, anything that was available, sort of thing. You know, it'd be really good. Mm-hmm. McDonald's so, and champagne. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only so they for, knew. for the people listening, for the people listening, that was an earlier story of mine. That was one of my claims to fame. I got I had a McDonald's and then unbeknown to me we got a complimentary bottle of champagne delivered to the room just as we were tucking into our McDonald's. Yeah, just just to clarify, it wasn't it wasn't Mc Champagne. No, this was this was from that wasn't Mc Champagne. Yeah, the McDonald's came from McDonald's, the champagne didn't come from McDonald's. Yeah. There's some there's some guy from McDonald's right now is thinking, Mc Champagne, why didn't we think of that? That's yeah. a brilliant idea. Yeah. So, hey, you heard it here first, folks. That's it. I'm, I'm surprised France don't do it. They give you beer. 
with you at oh, times. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about something that um, has obviously been really upsetting people because uh, we like to talk uh-huh. about that stuff as well. Um, yeah. So, and we've obviously talked about it on previous shows in, in, in more detail, but we're, more information is coming out now uh, about uh, Genie Plus. Right. Which uh, launches, when is it, the 19th, uh, 19th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so soon. Oh, 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 tomorrow, as we record this, yeah. if you're listening to this, uh, if you're not a Patreon, you, it was yesterday. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got now a list of all the attractions which are included. So this is mm-hmm. if you pay your $15 per person per day for your Genie Plus access, um, and you can book two attractions using this system, um, and you can only do you can only do it on one... You can only use it on the same attraction once, so you couldn't book two um passes for um mm-hmm. haunted mansion for example um yeah so you are you are restricted so make sure you're happy with what you pick but uh, yeah. in the magic kingdom we've got haunted mansion big thunder mountain railroad splash mountain buzz Lightyear, space ranger spin uh, monsters inc laugh floor who the hell would be getting a ticket for that for monsters that inc. guy laugh floor? That guy, very good. <laughs> that Smash guy, you, you knock it in. Uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, yep. again, another one. A question. Um, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Mickey's Filler Magic, uh, Mad Tea Party, mm-hmm. Peter Pan's Flight, It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, The Barnstormer, and the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, in Animal Kingdom, you can use it on Kilimanjaro Safaris, Festival of the Lion King, Carly River Rapids, uh, Feathered Fle- Friends in Flight. Yep. Another one that's confusing me. Uh, Dinosaur, It's Tough to Be a Bug, uh, Navi River Journey, and the Animation Experience. Mm. Uh, in Epcot, Spaceship Earth, Soaring, Living with the Land Test Track, Journey into Imagination with Figment, the Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival. Turtle Talk with Crush to see with Nemo and Friends and Mission Space. And then finally, at Hollywood Studios, you've got Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Slinky Dog Dash, Star Tours, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, at least for now. Uh, Indiana Jones yep. Epic Stunt Spectacular, which is actually closed until the 19th of December. Um, Toy Story Mania, Alien Swelling Saucers, Muppet Vision 3D, Frozen Sing Along Celebration, Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage, and Disney Junior live on stage so 46 attractions that will be available uh using your genie plus pass um but Mm -hmm. of course we do also know that um there's going to be another option which is the paid for attractions yeah Um, individual attractions yeah indeed um so it's the same um same rules there you can only pay for one ride uh, mm. a day so that's uh, so, well, you can pay for two but what i mean is is that they've got to be two separate uh attractions yeah. um that's the deal with that so mm. that uh, surprises me really since it is only two you know but yeah hey, that's fine i'm okay yeah. with that but but the, i mean the thing is they've, they've obviously got a limit that they want to hit per day so i suppose mm. let's um, we don't know but let's say it's a thousand people right yeah. that's that's what the limit is if they allowed you to put the same ride twice, that's five hundred. Mm. 
because you're immediately uh, reducing it down, aren't you? So, yeah. um, so in the Magic Kingdom, you've got Seven Doors Mine Train and Space Mountain. Uh, in Epcot, you've got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Frozen Ever After. In mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, Avatar Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. And in Hollywood Studios, yeah. uh, Star Wars Rise, Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, mm. I don't think any of those are much of a shock. No. Are they? So. Really? They're, no, they're kind of the ones you'd expect, so. I think. Um, mm-hmm. We do have some pricing. This mm-hmm. is uh, based on launch, so it will change um, yeah. slightly. Um, but Seven Doors Mine Training is between $10 and $12, depending on uh, the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is between 9 and 11 Expedition mm-hmm. Everest is $7. Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is 15 mm. So yeah. that seems to be the cap at the moment. Now, um, this doesn't have the prices for... Um, you know, th- these aren't the prices for the whole year, for the rest of the year. No. This is uh, for October, so... Uh, the prices yeah. for Remy, for example, the eleven dollars was actually mm-hmm. uh, the twenty third of October. It goes up to eleven, yeah, so yeah. they will um, they will go up and down. It's a bit like what they're doing in Disneyland Paris at the mm-hmm. moment, where it's changing every few months. They're up in the prices, lowering the prices, depending. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens at Christmas, because if the cap yeah. is fifteen dollars now for Rise, like that's the that's the top tier. Is that going to go up at Christmas? Because of how my guess is it will. Get? You don't think it will? Yeah. You think it will stay the same? No, no, no. My guess is it will. It oh, will right, go sorry, up. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it'll be. Yeah. I mean, at those peak times, and in fact, won't we see it sooner than that? Because you've got Thanksgiving coming up yes. end of November. Yep. So my guess is that you you'll see it go up. What do you think? That. What do you think it could go up to? Well, what, didn't what they? The cap? Didn't this? Well, didn't they say 25? I thought I thought they said 25. But... I don't think officially they did say that. I think that was mm. a speculation. But okay. if I was a betting man, I would say 25. I think any more mm. than that, they're probably pushing their luck. I think so. I mean, you think a family of four, that's $100, you know, if it's a top-tier attraction like Rise of the Resistance. So got to remember, that's on top of your park pass. And... If you've bought Genie Plus as well, I mean, wow, that's an expensive day. Um, so yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably sounds about right to me. What, what now? At those peak times of the year. Yeah. So so now we've got that information at least for the starting mm. point, and we've also got the attractions that are included as part of of Genie Plus. Has yeah. that has that changed your opinion on it at all, or do you still feel uh, as you as you did at the initial announcement? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm disappointed that they've gone down this road, but not surprised. You know, they've they've sort of cashed in on they've they've done the same thing as they've done with parking. You know, they've said, well, other people are charging, and that's true. You know, Universal charges for front of line access um, and Disney have never done so I guess I'm not surprised um, 
I think it's just going to be fascinating to see what the take-up rate is. I think on the, the Lightning Lane, the $15 a day, I'd imagine the take-up on that will be fairly fairly good, fairly reasonable, mm. um, especially at busy times. But the individual attractions, I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, Rise of the Resistance, I can understand that. But there are times when you can walk on Expedition Everest. And if you're willing to go as a single rider, you can almost always walk on it or, or five-minute wait, you know? Yeah. So, hmm, I don't know. I just what don't know how this, this thing's going to work. No, and, and, the, and the problem is, you know, with that list of 46 attractions, there are attractions that you'd be mad, I think, to pay. Hmm. I know you're not paying for the individual attraction, but you paid $15, yeah. so you're essentially paying... Seven fifty mm-hmm. each attraction, yeah. aren't you? So, mm-hmm. why would anyone pay seven fifty to go on uh, the Speedway or Filler Magic mm-hmm. or uh, you know Monsters Inc. Laugh, Laugh Law? You know yeah, those yeah. shows. You just well, go at the right time. Pretty. Well, it's fifteen dollars a day, though, isn't it? So, yeah. you, you know, if you get if you get on an extra, I don't know, five rides. Because you can you can have one. It's like the old system, and that you can have one, and then a certain amount of time later you can get another one. Then a certain amount of time later you can get another one. So, if in a day you can get five good rides, five good attractions on top of the the other attractions, then you might say it's worth it. I think I think it's going to be interesting. I think I think for people who are only going to go for maybe four or five days, which I think is your typical American visitors. You know, they get less holidays than we do. And, yeah, but you know, you for us, it's a book, bigger trip. We tend to go for two or three weeks. You can only book one attraction at a time now. Yeah, you can, yeah. But it's $15 for the day, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the you thing start... is, it depends how smart you, you know, if you, yeah. if you um, go, for example, for... Um, I don't know. Like it's a small world, right? Yeah. If you if you've gone for that, and the first time you could get um, a ticket for that was ten ten a.m., mm. then you know your your first hour or two hours in the past, depending on when you've been able to get in there, um, mm-hmm. you've got to wait for that attraction before you can then book anything else. And then everyone else has already yeah. started booking theirs. So yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like it it, it can have yeah. a knock on effect. It, it's You've got to, you've got to know how to play the system, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. really, and that's how it was with the old fast pass system, you know, yes, and, or fast pass plus, and then, and then the paper system before that. You really had to know how to play the system, and you know, it uh, it does it does make quite a big difference if you know how to play the system. You know, you can get three or four or five, you know, top top tier attractions knocked out, and then in between times. You can be knocking off the lower tier attractions that are less of a weight anyway. So if you play it right, you can you know you can be continually moving from attraction to attraction to attraction. But for the, I guess for the rest less frequent visitor, I don't know. They're just gonna they're either not gonna know about it, or and, and so not do it and find out later on, or. They're going to know about it, buy it, but maybe not know how to use it as effectively as as a kind of veteran, theme park veteran. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know how it's going to go, but um, the individual attraction one—that's that's kind of interesting. Being, you know, if that's always two attractions, then it's it's kind of always going to be you know, sort of two most popular attractions, or you know, your two latest attractions. In most cases, it's the two latest attractions, isn't it? But that isn't true for the Animal Kingdom, where it's Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. Yeah, you know? um, but I, I, I just don't know. It's hard to predict how this thing's going to play out. Um, for us, I think we would start without it, either any of it, um, and then because we're going to be there for two weeks or longer, you know, you can you can afford to go the first few days and think, let's see what we can get done, and then. If it's getting halfway through the holiday, and you still haven't been able to get on Rise of the Resistance. You might say, "Okay, well, we'll, we'll pay for Rise of the Resistance today." You know, um, yeah. it will be. I think it will be interesting to see um, what mm-hmm. the because I think I think when this was first announced and we we did the thing, which I think a lot of people did, was gone right. Well, you know, Brits go for two weeks, so that means it's mm-hmm. you know fourteen days times uh, fifteen yeah. times four for you know mm-hmm. a family of four you know equals yeah. this but yeah. i think in reality you you probably won't actually need it yeah. um every day and like you yeah. say you might use it for those days where it's either going to be a bit busy in the parks or mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that you get this stuff done yeah sure and you'd be, you'd be silly to you know there will be some people i remember i mean i, I think i've told this story about a long time ago you know there was a guy that I worked with and he'd never me and he wanted to go and he was going to wait until his kids were, were a bit older and he said, you know, we're going to go next year so we need to sit down and you can tell me all about it. And he knew I was, you know, he knew I'd, I'd been quite a few times and he said, yeah, tell us all about it, tell us what we need to do, etc. And I said, yeah, yeah, anytime, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and I'll, I'll help you plan it and whatever. And then suddenly... One day he came in and he said, let's have a coffee because we've booked Disney. And I thought, oh, and he'd, he'd <laughs> gone and he got completely mugged off by the travel agent, utterly mugged off, right? Him and his wife, two kids, and I'm going back, I'm talking like eight years ago now. So think about the value of money eight years ago. He spent 10 grand in the travel agent on two weeks in Walt Disney World. He got completely mugged off. He had They'd sold him everything. He had like a two day, a two week Disney ticket, but he also had like a one of these mega packages where he had Sea World and Universal. He had about fifty days worth of tickets, and he's only going to be there for two day, two weeks. And Animal Kingdom, Savannah View, you know, all of it. So I think uh, there will be some people like that that will get will get mugged off because they. They think they need it. The travel agent will tell them, oh, yeah, you've got to buy Genie Plus for 15 days, you know, the 14 days that you're there or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and in reality, you know, most people, they'll go to Universal, they'll go to a water park, they'll have a day at, at the mall and go go shopping. So you don't want to be buying Genie Plus every day of your holiday if you're going to go for two or three weeks. Yeah, And, it's and you same... can buy it on the day, you know? Yeah, and it's the same with... Um... 
it's the same with things like um i mean the ticketing system in the uk is a bit odd right because mm-hmm. normally you get 14 days of the price of seven at disney yeah um and yeah. The, and I, I don't know what the the uh ticket is now for uni and SeaWorld and all that but that used to be mm-hmm. uh a steal as well they normally used to sell that for 14 days as well but like yeah. you say the yeah. fact same. is yeah. you don't you know, there will be days where you want to go and do other stuff because you're just a bit burnt out. Mm-hmm. You want a bit of a break. Um, yeah. It's also, you know, it's one of the things that I've always said about the dining plan and why it didn't work for for me. Um, mm-hmm. Why I couldn't see the value in it because I knew that, you know, when we're there for 14 days, we also spend time at Universal. We also spend a day yeah. at SeaWorld. We might spend a day um, at Aquatica or going yeah. shopping or, you know, all, all this stuff. So, each of those days that we're not doing stuff on Disney property, we've yeah. got dining credits we're not using. And I, I, I appreciate yeah. that they don't run out to the end of the holiday, but no. you know, you do what a lot of people do, which is just go into Goofy's Candy Co. and and buy a load of snacks that you're not gonna really eat or anything because yeah. you just want to use. You certainly them up. did that with yeah, you certainly did that with the snacks. I mean the good thing about the dining plan is you can you can say, right, okay, we're gonna go to Universal, so we've got some extra credits. We'll we'll go and we'll do a couple of signature restaurants. Or we'll oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you'll have some dinner. have some better meals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit more flexible. But if if a travel agent sells somebody fourteen days of Genie Plus, you know, watch out, you know, because that's that's probably not be the best way to do it unless you are I, literally going to do. I tell you what would be interesting. Fourteen though. days in the parks, and even then. If you've got Genie Plus, you know. I'll tell you what's interesting, though. What if... I mean, the thing is, like, going back to what's said about tickets, we always get different Mm -hmm. deals to what we do in America. What what if they turned around and also gave you uh, 14 days Genie Plus at a price of seven? Yeah. If you paid Mm -hmm. up front. That that would be... That's a good deal. That would be a different argument. And I, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, look... Before yeah. anyone calls in, we're not saying that that's true. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that we've heard anything. We're just we're yeah. just weighing up, you know, possibilities here based drama. on what Disney mm-hmm. will do for UK mm-hmm. guests because it's a different experience. But well, here you go, Nick. Here you go, Nick. Our, our ultimate tickets, the, the seven day and the fourteen day ones that you're talking about, they yeah. get their photo pass, Magic Maker included. Yes, there's a good rumor to start. Genie Plus is going to be included as well. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be different, and I tell you what, that would make that would make uh, that would make me rethink Disney again if that was the option. Not because that's a game changer, like you know, the only deal breaker we've got now is Genie Plus. But if you was getting something like that thrown in as well, so Mm -hmm. the closest you're going to get to Fast Pass, that would that would be uh, something to seriously um, consider. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what could be a good promotional mechanic. Is you know Disney have often thrown in um, the dining plan. There's no reason why they couldn't throw in Genie Plus as a promotional mechanic. You know, if you go between these dates and these dates, you get free uh, Genie Plus. You know, no reason why they couldn't do that. It's probably cheaper than the dining plan. Oh, it's massively cheaper than the dining plan. If you think about what they're doing, you know, what's the the latest deal they're doing now? Isn't it like Forty dollars a day. It's, yeah, 50, it's so much dollars money. A room. It's a certain amount of money. Yeah, I think it's like fifty dollars yeah. a room, which is going to yeah. get you a meal. 
yeah. before yeah, tips. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, if if they were going to replace the dining plan with that, and I, I mean, yeah. the thing is, people love the dining plan and people want the mm-hmm. dining plan back. So I get that, but yeah. that would be interesting if they did because, like you say, it would save them money, but mm-hmm. they could do a good thing. See what's interesting as well. I've not seen. I've seen a lot of promotion recently to get Brits to start looking at going back to Disney World. So a lot of adverts yeah. for the 50th anniversary in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no mention of Genie Plus anywhere no. in those adverts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think your average Joe, you know, I'm not, I'm not being um, sort of insulting to anybody that doesn't go regularly, but your average person who has either never been before or, or goes, you know, as a, as a, sort of big trip, once in a lifetime type trip, they're going to find that it already is quite overwhelming, you know? Um, I mean, at a very basic level, you can go to the travel agent, tell them you want to go to Disney World and they'll give you a package and you're fine. And you'll have a great time. But we know, that's why they have all these podcasts, we know that you can go so much deeper than that. And I think that's part of the problem really is this is going to be quite hard for your average holiday maker to really understand, you know, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, individual attractions on top of AM plans, this ticket, that ticket, park copping, you know, there's there's a lot to take in. Well, there is, there is it, and the problem is unless you unless you're even thinking of it like that and look mm. when people book holidays generally they're booking a holiday they're not thinking about all the intricate details and disney is a complicated yeah. holiday you, you know the first time we went it together is. my wife and my wife had been once when she was um a yep. child um and i'd never been at all I've been to disneyland paris yep. and so in my head oh well mm. it's like disneyland paris isn't it just bigger um but I, I had no mm-hmm. idea how it really worked. I mean, the fast pass system was the same um, at the time, so that was fine. You know that that made sense, but not really understanding, you know, how to make the best of ma- extra magic hours or um, how. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know about um, having to book for dining. So there were times that we we wanted to go somewhere, and there was a really long wait because we didn't know you could. Uh, book a reservation and and all this and so the second mm-hmm. time that we went a few years after we'd already mm-hmm. had that first experience and then we'd done some research into yeah. you know the, the tips you know we bought, we bought a guidebook and you know started mm-hmm. listening to podcasts at that time so my wife was getting tips yeah. um so then the next holiday was was different because we had kind of really uh, you know, planned what we wanted to do before we'd got there. And not mm. to the degree that, you know, you or Craig might do, you know, spreadsheets and everything like that. But, mm. you know, I'd booked, you know, we were going for our anniversary. So I was like, right, what's the best places to have a nice meal in Walt Disney World? Oh, California Grill. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, if you go um, at the right time, uh, you can see the fireworks from mm-hmm. there. Brilliant. You know, so it was all these things yeah. that I would have had no idea about had I not found out. And so the trip was then sure. different because of it. And and as you say, yeah. the, the average person going for the first time doesn't even think of it like that. No. You know? No. Lots of like No, because, I mean, it, it probably is the most... It's got the potential to be the most complicated holiday you can plan. It doesn't have to be. 
can rock up, travel agent, buy a package, off you go. But those tend to be the families that are stood just inside the Magic Kingdom, all crowded or on a mat, thinking, right, where are we going to go first, you know? And, and again, that family will have a great time. But as they go through their two-week holiday or week holiday or whatever it is, they'll they'll start to learn, oh, actually, to get the best out of this, there's, there's quite a lot of things you need to know. And they'll start picking it up. And that's just like you did and I did, other people did. Um, so, yeah, there's it, it'll be hard for Disney to communicate this stuff, I think. Mm. Um, you know, to say, hey, come next year and we'll give you free Genie Plus because it's like, oh, what's that? You know, your average person is going to wonder what the heck they're getting. It doesn't doesn't kind of jump out at you that Genie Plus is this, you know? It takes quite a bit of explaining, and that's mm. that's something that you can't do in a 30-second commercial, so... No, but I think we'll even directing people, you know, like saying, mm. you know, and, you know, with your next visit, you know, discover our new Genie Plus service and, you know, yeah. find out more mm-hmm. here, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're right, you can't describe yeah. it in a 30-second advert, we can't describe it in, in yeah. a 20-minute yeah. segment on this podcast, but... Um, mm-hmm. if you if you let people know there's a thing and you give them the option to find mm-hmm. out about it, that's different to yeah. pretend it doesn't exist at all, and that's then right. getting a rude awakening. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but okay. yeah, there you go. Um, one last little bit from me. Um, uh-huh. I thought this was quite interesting. So, uh, in Disneyland at the Avengers Campus, we've seen throughout the year how they have been tying up. The, the goings-on in the Marvel Universe, um, the MCU, mm-hmm. um, as, as things have been going on, at things like Disney+. Plus. So, um, you know, when WandaVision started, we were getting WandaVision mm-hmm. characters in the parks, Falcon and Winter Soldier, same thing, low-key. And in fact, the costume was changing, at, you know, each week when a new episode dropped. So it'd be up to date with yeah. the episode. Um, so we've been doing a lot of stuff like that. But to tie in both Halloween and uh, the the latest MCU show, What If, um, we've seen a zombie Captain America in the park. Mm, yeah, yeah, I picked it up. Yeah, interesting. I think it's done really the well. Zombie Captain America. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think he looks great. Um, yeah. There, I have seen though a bit of backlash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a few people from the say, point of view of. What, not kid friendly or Disney Disney scary? Disney and zombies don't coexist. Mm-hmm. That's one of the comments that I saw. Which mm-hmm. in one way, yes, generally speaking, mm-hmm. they don't, but then we're not talking Disney, we're talking Marvel. We're talking in a Marvel yeah. area, and we are talking yeah. about something from a Marvel show. So it's not like yeah. they've introduced it's not like they've created Zombie Captain America for Halloween. Zombie mm-hmm. Captain America has been in a TV show they want you to watch on Disney Plus, and this is called Corporate Synergy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but you can say that you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, and you know, there's kind of zombie-ish characters in that. Yeah, Haunted Mansion. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. so long as you don't take it too far. I mean, in the theme parks, it's obviously got to be family friendly, and um, but there are characters like in the haunted mansion where you've got you know zombie-ish undead type characters so 
Yeah. As long as they don't make it too scary, don't turn into Halloween Horror Nights, then uh, don't see the problem, really. No, it was a character that was, you know, not even well walking about, but in a in a not a mm-hmm. pen, but you know, in a in a section. You know, it wasn't yeah. roaming around the whole park. You know, like a lot of yeah. these things, if you want to go and see him, you'll go and see mm-hmm. him, and if you don't want to see him, you just carry on walking. You know, you you won't be it wasn't right, being yeah. forced in in your face or anything. So I I, I personally yeah. see the problem, and mm-hmm. I think it was quite a quite a nice tie in yeah. between what if and. Uh, and it being the mm-hmm. Halloween season as well, but yeah. there you go. And that was a turkey leg he was eating. Okay, <laughs> just to be clear, not an emu's leg, as as it people wasn't. do uh, commonly yeah. think. It, it wasn't a tourist. No, <laughs> um, Was there any other news in the parts from yeah. yourself? So, yeah, a couple of other bits and pieces. Uh, um, good to see the hotels continuing to to reopen. So, Port Lane, Port Orleans, uh, Riverside is uh, is is open now. And one of the things for me, which I was really pleased to see, is that Yeehaw Bob is back at Port Orleans Riverside. And if you've never seen Yeehaw Bob, it is actually worth taking the trip to Port Orleans um, to see him. Uh, he's just a, a great character, and especially if you've got kids, it's, it's a real, a real fun show. Is he? Is there's he, a bar there, so you can. Mm. Is he back now, or is it? Um, is it coming back? Uh, I thought it was. Well, I think Riverside is open. Whether he's actually back, I thought he was back. No, well, um, the restaurant there, Boat Rights, isn't open. Right. Um, and French Quarter isn't open yet. But I think French Quarter opens on the twenty eighth of the month. So it's good that things are getting back to normal, and it really is good that the live entertainment is is starting to show back up again in the parks, and then obviously now this is in a resort, which is great. So it is something that I think differentiates Disney, you know, and and Universal's got a lot of live entertainment as well, but it kind of differentiates those parks from a run of the mill amusement park. You know, the the live entertainment is hard to it's probably hard from a, a bottom line financial point of view to, to quantify what it actually brings to the parks, but it, it does bring stuff to the parks. It just it it pluses up the atmosphere. I think just things like um, you know, it doesn't even have to be um, you know, actual characters like Mickey and Minnie, but just things like uh, you know, the the little trolley cars going up and down Main Street and you know, the piano player who's just recently returned to Casey's Corner. All of those little things, I think, just adds to the, to just the vibe or just the, the immersion in, in a sort of different experience. So I'm glad to see. I know they cost money, but I'm glad to see that Disney is bringing most of those back. And I hope they bring more back because uh, I think it is important. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. As you say, I, I don't think. Not saying people take those things for granted, but I, I think people have missed those things. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the fact the fact that they're coming back is is obviously a mm. a great sign. Um, and also, we're we're allowed back uh, from the eighth of November. Yes. Um, mm. Although I have seen some airlines. Um, still not actually flying 
on that date yet. Okay. Some have still cancelled flights, whether that's because it's mm-hmm. they weren't prepared in time or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I can't I, I can't remember what the airline was that was affected. You, if you're booked on it, you'll know. Um, so if you if you mm-hmm. don't know, your flight's probably completely fine. Um, but yes, you know, normality is slowly getting back there. We are going to be allowed back there very yeah. soon. So it's yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, things are getting back to almost slowly, slowly but surely. Um, a couple of other things: the shooting arcade in the Magic Kingdom is closed uh, in in theory until December twenty first. That's quite a strange one. Nobody seems to know what's what's happening with that. Um, it's just a little minor attraction, a little fun fun attraction. But um, yeah, hope hopefully they aren't going to take away little things like that. Uh, be interesting to see. And um, also, if you like pin trading, which which we do, I know it's not as big as it used to be, but it is interesting that pin trading has hung around when many other things have come and gone. Mm. Um, but but pin trading, uh, they've introduced mystery boxes. So if you go to a pin trading location, I don't think the cast members are going to be around the lanyards at least for the foreseeable future because of obviously social distancing. So it's going to be a pin trading board, which is which has been a thing for a long time. But I think it's exclusively going to be a pin trading board. But then there are also mystery boxes. So you can trade pins up to two, two trades per occasion. Um, and you can, you can take your chance and take a pen out of the mystery box. So it's good to see that they're still putting at least some effort into into pin trading because I think that's good fun. All right, that's that's interesting. And I mean, the first time I ever encountered uh, mystery boxes was with Vinylmation, which is one of yeah. the one of the, the things that you said has come and gone. Although it is back mm-hmm. now. I don't know yeah. if you saw this, but um, Nikki uh, made sure I was aware, knowing that I was uh-huh. a former collector, but... Uh, there yeah. is a 50th anniversary set of vinyl mations that's now uh, made mm-hmm. its way into the park. So I don't think it will be a return of vinyl mations. I see this personally. I see this mm-hmm. as, at the moment, at least a one and done. I mean, yeah, everything's based on sales, right? If those things fly off the shelves, I think Disney will start thinking mm-hmm. there's a market for it again. But um, yeah, at least for now, I, I, I expect this to be a one-off set um that they're kind of testing the waters uh with again um i'm not getting back into collecting i just hope that if they if they do if it is successful they do decide they're going to run that again uh alongside Mm -hmm. pins that they don't do what they did last time and just oversaturate the market but uh no good to see mystery boxes being used for uh for pins yeah that's right um and the other thing I noted was that in Hollywood Studios, um, in the in the area, I think it's the what used to be One Man Stream. Um, they've got a display there now, uh, which is kind of showcasing the the Disney Wish, so the new cruise ship. Um, just a kind of walk through ex- exhibition, I guess. So. That's kind of new. That's that's kind of what they've used that space for for some time now, is promoting new films or new attractions or new new things. So they're obviously using it to promote DCL and 
BCL has obviously been hit pretty hard uh, through COVID, so good to see that. And then I think the last thing I had was, um, you know, obviously there's quite a lot of 50th merch coming, or has come out and is still coming out. Uh, and the one that I was particularly interested in, because as you know, I invested in the Polynesian, mm-hmm. uh, did the timeshare thing, but there's a new 50th Polynesian collection, which has come up. And some of that stuff looks really good. Um, there's a there's a shirt, which is like a kind of Hawaiian shirt, Polynesian tiki shirt, which I'm definitely going to buy. There's a dress, which... Kerry and I would look good in matching, yeah. But uh, (laughs) there's a a T-shirt, which which is a cracking T-shirt, but it's a youth T-shirt, so that's a shame. Maybe they'll bring it out in bigger sizes. There's a magic band, there's a pen, there's a poster, there's glasses, there's some really nice stuff. So there's some good 50th merch continuing to come out as we go through the, the 50th celebration, but... If anybody's interested in the Polynesian stuff, it's worth a look at. It's very nice. And I think we'll see more, um, I think, as this goes on. I think there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's that usual thing of everyone panic buying, you know, spirit jerseys that have not been able to keep on the shelves. People have just been yeah. grabbing armfuls of them to flog on eBay and whatnot. Um, yeah. In the fear of missing out. But I, I think a lot of that stuff is, mm-hmm. is going to be restocked. I don't think it's going to be... Yeah. Um, you know, I think unless they announced it was only going to be sold on the the day itself, I think a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff will will be replenished. I mean, it, it won't be yeah. replenished forever, but mm-hmm. um, you know, if you've missed out now, um, yeah. you know, there probably will be some restocks of some of that stuff down the line. And as the as the celebrations go on, I'm sure um, yeah. more, more exclusive merchandise will come out. Yeah, and that and that Polynesian one, I think. I think the only one that is limited is the Magic Band, 1,500, 1500 Magic Bands. So that's probably going to go before we get there, unfortunately, mm. which is a shame because it's it's a nice Magic Band, but uh, hey, I'm not too worried about that, so long as they've still got one of the shots. So it'd be nice if they did the T-shirt in adult sizes as well. You'll be getting Magic so. Band Plus soon anyway, so. That's true. Yeah. Magic Band Plus, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right, well... I think that was all I had for the parts. Well, no, it's, that's good. That leads us nicely into our next segment of looking at stuff outside of the parks. Mm. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear... Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine-hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. 
If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. So, um, I went to see a film yesterday. Ooh, yeah. yeah. What'd you go I, and see, um, man? Well, actually, that's a lie. This weekend, I've seen three films at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Talk about being privileged. Crazy. Um, yeah. I went to see uh, two non Disney films. So, I saw Venom Let There Be Carnage and uh, Halloween Kills. I don't right. recommend either of those for children. Um, but I saw Ron's Gone Wrong which is right. um, a film that's made by a new studio called Locksmith Animation and mm-hmm. distributed by 20th Century Studios. Okay. So that falls under the Disney umbrella now, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. What I thought was yeah. interesting was... Uh, so Locksmith Animation is a British animation studio. Um, mm-hmm. It's the only high-end computer animation studio in the UK. And this is actually uh, their first feature. Okay. Um, However, uh, with that said, um, they originally signed a deal with 20th Century Fox. Um, When the deal was going through with Disney, they then uh, got that rescinded and they're now doing stuff for Warner. So they've Uh, they've signed up to Warner Brothers. So um, this is actually going to be the only film they release uh, under Fox. Mm -hmm. But... um, it's it's quite interesting. Um, so I, I went to see this while my family were doing other things. So it would have been a great film to take my daughter to, but I didn't. Bad dad. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of set in, I guess, a near future. You didn't get a, a timeline mm-hmm. exactly, but it was futuristic without being too futuristic. Um, and it was about a company very similar to Apple called Bubble. Um, and they had invented these things called B-Bots, which were um, going to be your friend. Um, right. You can see where this is going. Um, and um, and the idea being was that this robot would be able to, you know, look at all your social media and your internet history and then be able to uh, get, you know, find you people that were like-minded so you could be friends with them and... You know, these robots did everything that you could use them to ride on and, you know, they'd, they'd video stuff for you and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's about a boy that is, is really reclusive, uh, doesn't have many friends, finds it very hard to um, have have friends and really wants one, but his parents can't afford one. Uh, or his dad can't afford one, lives with his dad and grandma. And um, they find, they manage to get one that's been damaged um, so they, they, they buy it almost on the black market from somebody delivering them, mm. and uh, it doesn't work because it hasn't connected to the infrastructure, hasn't connected to the cloud um, that sets it all up. So it's kind of like a rogue robot. So it doesn't do the right. things that it should do, but yeah. it's more really a, a tale of how... Um, it, social media, it's very heavy on the social media kind of aspects of it, but how... Um, it can actually be quite damaging and isn't as helpful to people and doesn't make you as popular as you'd like it to. 
when something mm. that's a bit more broken and, and doesn't work and isn't so connected to all of this stuff um, actually gives you yeah. more fun and enjoyment. Um, and it's it's a nice film. It's a really nice film. I've mm. not sold it very well, um, but it was you know the animation's good. Um, yeah, voice acting's good in it. Um, like a few people that you you know of, but not not very many because like kids mm. in the film. Mm. Um, but it was just one of those films that was like really sweet. And yeah. I think I think it's a shame that it came out at the same time as uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, because that's got a kind of, in some ways, similar premise. The stories are different, but it's a similar premise, um, because that will overshadow it a bit, because that was very good. Um, but it was a nice film, and um, you know, it, it will be one that I think will probably do well over half term. That's why it's been released now. Um, obviously yeah. to get the the half term uh, audience uh, in to see it um, but um, I guess it will be on Disney Plus very soon um, yeah. I think it falls under the 45 day window at the moment so we should okay. see it on Disney Plus um, in early December I think Okay. Um, mm. except for America where America there was still a deal in place with Fox with HBO so okay. it will be going to HBO first before Disney Plus can actually get it on their platform. So mm. sorry, America, but you get everything else early. So give us this one. And I'm sure uh, if you pretend you're somewhere else, you'll be able to find it on another country's uh, Disney Plus service. But I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, an, it's a nice film. The, the problem is it's had very little publicity. My yeah. daughter had heard of it because she saw it on the side of a bus. Right. So that's that's where she saw it. But I've seen no adverts on TV. I've seen no adverts on YouTube or on the internet yeah. for it. Um, mm-hmm. The Disney store or shop Disney, because there's hardly any Disney stores left anywhere in the world now, um, they right. are selling merchandise for it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, there wasn't any kind of real build up to it. It just kind of got plonked out on, on Friday, the film, the day the film came out. Um, yeah. some cute little bits on there but what I'm saying is this this feels to me like a film that's kind of been swept under the carpet a little bit and it's it's actually uh, you know had it been released by Disney I think it would have done a lot better because I think they'd mm-hmm. have promoted it a bit more um, and I mean it's it's definitely better than some of the more recent offerings like Onward Yeah, I thought so uh, I think it's a shame that it probably won't be as successful as it deserves to be but i think it, i think it will find its audience when it comes to disney plus if, if nothing else mm-hmm. but uh yeah. yeah just thought i'd mention that it was uh a nice watch yeah sounds good yeah really um, did you have any news um just a little bit of uh sort of dcl news outside the park so mm-hmm. the wonder is going to be sailing out of new orleans for six night caribbean itineraries a couple of different itineraries so it's a bit different um i guess that'd be quite interesting if you've never been to new orleans and i haven't but i would quite like to go so it's a kind of gives you a chance to see new orleans and then pick up pick up a cruise Uh, um and then uh just generally you know the other ships are getting ready to start booking up so it's good to see uh, the cruise line up because obviously that's been completely devastated apart from recent staycations and things like that so good to see that 
getting back into action again. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Mm. Um, did you have any other news about the cruise ships? No, that was that was a bit of really. Um, we did get other a, than that. We did get a bit yeah. of big news today mm-hmm. uh, because Disney have shuffled everything. Right, they've shuffled all of their schedule for their upcoming films. So, right. what is due to come out already is is going to be the same this year. So, Eternals is still coming out in November, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, I've got these all listed in front of me. So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was due to come out uh, 25th of March. It's now coming out on the 6th of May. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder was due to come out on the 6th of May and is now moved to the 8th of July. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, was dated the 8th of July 2022 and that's now moved to the 11th of the 11th. um, Which that one kind of makes sense because the first Black Panther mm-hmm. came out in November so yeah, uh, you know I, I don't so that's too much of a, a problem um, yeah. the Indiana Jones film which mm-hmm. was due to come out on the 29th of July 2022 has yeah. moved to the 30th of June 2023 yeah that's a big shock isn't it mm. Mm. I think I think Chris Ripley looks into that and I think Harrison mm-hmm. Ford will be about 82 when that film comes out yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, there was a live action Disney film that was due to come out on the 14th of July, and that's mm. now been removed from the schedule completely. Right, so I don't know if that means it's going to be a Disney Plus project now or something, but mm. uh, that's been freed up. Uh, the Marvels, which was due to come out on um, Black Panther's new release date, is now going to be yeah. coming out on the 17th of February 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has coincidentally moved Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania to the 28th of July. So that's been mm-hmm. shifted five months back. Um, yeah. And then there was two Marvel films dated 28th of July and uh, 6th of October. They've been wiped. Yeah. Um, there was an untitled 20th Century Fox film due on the 20th of October 23, and that's also gone. Um, and then another Marvel film, um, was due to come out on the 10th of November 23, and that's been moved to um, the 3rd of November 23. So that one's actually come mm. forward a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, I'm surprised by those moves, really. Um, mm. One of the interesting things about that is um, Avatar 2 hasn't been moved. That is still scheduled no. for December of next year. Oh, wow. So that's that's interesting. That's literally the only thing that hasn't moved. Yeah. But I don't. Under, what I don't know is what the knock-on effects of that will be on um, Disney Plus with the the Marvel yeah. shows because you know WandaVision was already supposed to be um, after or, or no, sorry, leading into Doctor Strange, right? Which yeah. got pushed back. So. Yeah. Um, you know, all the things that are supposed to tie into these films mm. have not had films that have come out to tie into them now. They've all been pushed back and now they've been pushed back further. So now we're going to get more yeah. Marvel shows on Disney Plus, like yeah, Hawkeye yeah. and She-Hulk, which should tie mm-hmm. into these live action films, which, you know, so I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's going to have a, a longer term uh, effect or not. Yeah, it's true. I mean, well, it's... Um... 
it's all very well. I mean, in the past when they went, when they didn't connect, they could shuffle them around, but yeah, who knows what they? I'm, I'm assuming they've thought that through, but uh, let's hope they have. Well, I, I mean, and we talked about a little bit about this with James Bond on um, mm-hmm. Alas Branch and Ripley this week. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was it was very odd that Carnage opened up in America to the second biggest debut of the pandemic at $90 million. But mm-hmm. Bond only made 56 yeah. the following weekend. Mm-hmm. And Shang-Chi did well, but probably not as well had it been released, you know, outside of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if Disney have got a little bit of itchy feet that, that people aren't quite ready to go back yet, or they're concerned mm-hmm. that we might see another spike. Which yeah. I, I've not seen any, you know, there's there's not any kind of stories that that's going to be the case. But mm-hmm. maybe they've just got a little bit of um, itchy feet. I think, yeah. I think with Indiana Jones, I'm guessing it's because mm. they expected to have wrapped up by now and they haven't. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but it seems odd to kick it back up a whole year. Yeah, if if that was uh, going as scheduled, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of change. A lot of change there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But I think I think that's all I had for outside the parts as well. Mm-hmm. I finally got to see um, Black Widow this week oh. on Disney Plus. What did you yeah. think? Uh, well, I enjoyed it. It was um, it was it was a good watch. Um, I'm finding um Found it pretty predictable, you know. What kinda, she didn't die. Know where, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I, I I don't know. They're just a little bit kind of formulaic now, um, or at least that that one was. But I still enjoyed it. It was, it it was kind of you know, seven out of ten. Great special effects, but you've you've kind of seen that, you know you. You can't expect that now. Um, the story was decent. Um, the action was good. A couple of little light-hearted moments on it. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I, I, I don't think that they have got to be careful. You know, with all these different Marvel movies coming out, that they have got to try and keep it fresh in some way. Um, but, you know, it, it was a good popcorn movie. Yeah. And I, and I think that's all it was ever really intended to be, really. It was a mm-hmm. chance for for Black Widow as a character to finally get centre stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was good and then it, it answers some questions like, you know, what had happened previously with her, why she was so kind of haunted by her past. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, I, I liked her family. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought they were all good, um, yeah. and I like I like the fact that it felt more like to me it felt more like a kind of spy movie than it did uh, mm-hmm. your normal Marvel film. But it, at the same time, yeah. I think you're right in that it still, even though it was different, it still kind of played to a lot of the same tropes that you're expecting. Yeah. So um, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what you think of Shang Chi. Yeah. 
It'll Still to see on that. I haven't seen that yet. Well, it's on Disney so. Plus as of, I think it comes out on Disney Plus Day, uh-huh. actually. I think it comes out on the 12th, so... Right, um, okay. Of November, so uh, I, I, I'm sure it comes out on Disney Plus just as the Eternals is coming to right. the cinema. So yeah. you can kind of watch okay. that before going to see that if you so wish. But uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I I didn't enjoy Shang Chi as much as as others. Um, okay, but um, you know some people really enjoyed it because it felt mm-hmm. different. I don't. It, for me, I don't think it felt as different as I expected it to, and that was my problem with it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people disagree, so it'd be interesting to hear your take. Um, yeah. When you get to see that. Um, mm-hmm. We also saw trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh yeah, which also comes out like? on uh, on Disney Plus Day. Um, mm-hmm. What did it look like? Well, it looked like Home Alone. Okay. Um, it's. I like the 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 kid in this story that gets left behind. I like him as an actor. Did you ever see Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Yeah, really he's, good, yeah. he's the best friend of Jojo. Okay, yep. yep. So it's that know, kid. What you mean? Yeah, so he's okay. the lead kid in this one. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, it It looks like a Home Alone film. My biggest mm-hmm. problem with it was um, Ashleen B, mm-hmm. who is quite a famous Irish comedian. Um, mm-hmm. She plays the mum. Right. And in the first half, in the first part of the trailer, she's on the phone and it sounds like she's talking with a, a usual Irish accent and then later on in the film mm. she's talking in a you know traditional Hollywood British accent <laughs> okay. and I was like oh I hate it when people do accents yeah. there was no yeah. she she got a lot of hate for it and she came out and said well you know the mm. kid you know he's a British kid and I'm playing a British woman so I'm gonna have a mm-hmm. British accent and I thought yeah. yeah but there is no what you can't have a British kid and be Irish you know, do, yeah. do do Irish people and British people not marry each other? Do, yeah. you know, like he just seemed a bit, bit strange. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah it it looks fine. It, I think it's going to be a real hit with kids. Um, mm-hmm. I I wasn't too impressed with it, but it's going to be on Disney Plus. Therefore, I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it. Right, I'm not going to pay any money for it. So yeah, uh, I'll I'll give it a go. Um, yeah. And they've announced some more things that are coming out Disney Plus Day, one of them being um, a series of Olaf shorts where Olaf tells the story of famous Disney films. So <laughs> okay. if you think about that segment in Frozen 2 when he tells the story of what happened in Frozen. Yeah. And he's kind mm-hmm. of like madcap way. Um, so he's going to be doing that with um, films like The Lion King and uh, Aladdin and uh, Little Mermaid, among others. So, yeah, uh, I think that could be, you know, they're only going to be shorts. So, yeah, you know, got no no problem with that. I think it'll be good for mm-hmm. a quick watch. Um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, and also another weird thing that I noticed the other day, um, while I was trying to look for Malcolm in the Middle, which is on no Disney Plus service in the world, but mm-hmm. um, they recently did a, like a two hour special about the, the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary that was on, I believe, ABC in America. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't appeared on ours yet, has it? No, but it's on mm-hmm. most other countries. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on there why we haven't got it, but no. uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to log into Disney Plus France or you know Canada mm-hmm. or something, then you will find it or Japan, uh, but you won't yeah. find it on our one for some mm-hmm. strange, uh, it's weird, isn't it? 
very, very odd, especially when it's their own thing. Mm. You know, you wouldn't think yeah. of those uh, those issues. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying got... um, what's the in their building. That's yes. I'm looking forward to the finale of that. And obviously they've announced the setting series. Uh, Two-part two part finale um, mm-hmm. is out on the 19th of October in the UK. So yeah. uh, both episodes of that dropping. So I can't wait to see how the first season wraps up. It's been, uh, yeah. like you say, very enjoyable. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, It's just got a good cast, mm. isn't it? But it's also, yeah. it's been entertaining, it's been funny, whilst also kind of yeah. keeping you guessing as to how it all ties together. So, sure. um, but yeah. I hope, I hope the finale, I know it's been announced for season two, but I hope that it's, um, I hope it, something else happens. I don't want, yeah. I want this to but be it's solved. A satisfying, yeah, it's a satisfying finale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steve Martin has said it, it will be, I think. Okay. Um, before before they'd announced the second season, so you would hope this would be a complete story in its own right, and then mm. the second series is something else. But if the second series is another murder in the building, you would you would be asking for, for a rent reduction if you're living in that building and people well, are just continually getting murdered, wouldn't you? Especially the, especially the prices they're paying for those apartments. Well, yeah, they're not cheap. You no. Know. <laughs> wall to wall dead bodies. You know that doesn't come cheap. Well, talking about walls wall dead bodies, that's mm-hmm. actually just reminded me that I, I saw last night that Why the Last Man, or oh, sorry, I'm Why, watching that, colon, yeah. The Last Man. Um, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's been cancelled already. Oh, okay. So, um, so the obvious question is, why? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, um, I, I don't know... I'm not sure if it's an FX production or if it's a Hulu production. I th- I'm sure mm-hmm. it's been shown on Hulu. I think it might have been made by FX, but yeah. I could could be getting wires crossed. But I mean, it's, it was a star original in the UK because that's what we've got. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not wrapped up its first season yet. But they've announced that they've they've cancelled it. Um, the yeah. makers of the show are hopeful it's going to find a home elsewhere mm-hmm. um, because they. You know, it's based on a graphic novel, and they weren't. You know, it, they've mm-hmm. still got a lot more stories to tell. It wasn't going to be wrapped up in a single season, so they obviously had long-term right. plans for this thing. Um, yeah, but it's also why I'm always nervous watching stuff when it first launches. Mm. Now, yeah, um, the th- like Murders in the Building, I mm. I didn't expect that necessarily to have a second season. It sounded like it yeah. was like a a short series, so sure. If I know that um, going into it that I'm going to get a contained story, mm-hmm. if it, and I like if I like it and it gets renewed for more episodes, that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you start watching something that you know hasn't got a definitive end and gets cancelled mm-hmm. during the first yeah. run, you kind of feel like you've wasted your time a little bit. That's right, I do yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. um, yeah. So maybe maybe, yeah, maybe hold off on why the last man. <laughs> Well, yeah, yet. I was going to watch it. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing we've got on our list is um, obviously Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of holding that back until we get a little bit nearer Halloween. We're going to make yeah. it a Halloween thing. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing that, hearing good things about that. Mm-hmm. A big Muppet fan. Oh yeah, should be good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've been watching a few things on on Disney Plus. Got some good things going on there. Watching, catching up on some stuff that you've probably seen. Uh oh, what's it called? Imagine you're in more. Um Imagine Human Story. Yeah, yeah. Just started watching that. Um so far so good. Um nearly finished episode one, so early days, but quite enjoying that. Imagine Newman Story is good. It behind the attractions is the one that's a bit ropey. Yeah. I've watched I have watched one or two episodes of that. It yeah, it, it, it's okay. It's a little bit too much infomercial for me. Yes. Whereas the Imagineering story is it's quite a good story, as well as being a, a good advertisement for Disney, but it is a genuinely interesting story so far. So uh and and all of that sort of stuff. I'm multitasking right now because I'm also listening to Disney Wars on, on Audible, <laughs> which I'd read when it first came out years and years ago. But the Eisner years, that's fascinating as well. But uh, mm. yeah, this is good. Imagine the story is quite good. Yeah, I also watched the Titanic, uh, National Geographic one, which was a sort of recent one. So there's a couple of Titanic ones on there. But uh, there's one where there's a guy come up with a theory that it doesn't really um, it doesn't really fundamentally change the basic story that you know, but it does add some interesting things to the Titanic. He's got a, he's got an interesting theory about basically how come they didn't see the iceberg. I won't, I won't spoil it if anybody wants to watch it. If you're interested in the Titanic, it's quite a good watch. And it's quite well done. There's some good sort of graphics that explain things, and they got some um, they got some actors playing some of the survivors' roles and and talking to them. So it's quite good. It's quite well done. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there from uh, mm-hmm. National yeah. Geographic. Yeah, I should really. I do like documentaries. Yeah, but. Actually, so, the last one I watched was the Sparks one. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, and I'm watching that. that. Yeah, that's good. I, I like, I like that. I've just got a lot about Martin Adair on that. I'm probably sort of three quarters of the way finished. But that Titanic one was called Titanic Case Closed. I was, I was struggling to find that because there's a, there is a couple of, there's another one, Titanic Twenty Years Later with James Cameron. But this latest one is Titanic Case Closed, and it's okay. pretty good if you, if you're interested in the Titanic. Which yeah. I am. Still waiting for that Australian to to launch the Titanic replica cruise ship. I'd definitely pay good money for that. Oh well, we'll go and speak to Lewis and Cat. See what see if they see if they can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> um, hope it doesn't come to the same end as the original. Titanic, well, yeah, that's but... exactly. That's why I'm not getting on a cruise yeah. ship with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but well I think I think I'll wrap this up. Um mm-hmm. yeah. we've, we've gone on for what and considering it's just two of us, I think we've done we've done a good job. Um yeah. so yeah, uh this is this is it for Disney Parks and Beyond. Um I've had a few people ask me why we're we're changing things up again. Um it's simply just to do with um just just making the shows tie together a bit more. So mm-hmm. as I said previously, no one's leaving 
or no one's mm-hmm. told me they're leaving. I've not asked anyone to leave, so hopefully everyone will be back. Um, but it's just a new name change, a nice new logo as well. Yeah. Going to try and get some badges yeah. made of it. It looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so it. Just to, just to be the devil's advocate or... Um, yes. What is it they say in America? The loyal, the loyal adversary, is it? Something like that. It's a slightly different uh, version. <laughs> but if you are subscribed to Disney Parks and Beyond, will... Your will your downloads continue under the new name, or do you well, need to resubscribe? The best thing about being a subscriber mm-hmm. is that nothing mm-hmm. will change. So as long as you as long as you uh, subscribe to this podcast, nothing will change. The name will change yeah. in the feed, uh, but the mm-hmm. show itself will remain. You will not have to find us anywhere. Um, yeah. If you have listened to this before. Um, I know on Apple Podcasts it does this, so if you've listened to this podcast but not subscribed, um, it will keep the show in your kind of history, I suppose. Consciousness. On your menu. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, you won't have to, it it will be there, you just, you know, you'll you'll still find the latest episode. So no, it's it's literally a cosmetic change. Um, No one has to do anything. But if you don't regularly if you don't subscribe, you don't regularly download this show, then yes, you might have to search for it a little bit. Um, and you'll have to search for uh, that Disney Parks podcast. That is what we are changing our name nice. to. So it will be it, it will be no change for the majority of you. And we thank you and hope you continue with us on this journey. Um, and said, so, you know, everything will remain the same. We'll talk about Disney Parks and we'll talk about stuff outside of Disney Parks. Um, the content will be the same the people will be the same I'm unfortunately coming along with it so sorry um, but uh, that's it that's that's all it's mm-hmm. going to be it's just a simple name change um, so it'll be that Disney Parks pod um, it will be that Universal podcast still and it will be um, that Disneyland Paris podcast um, and that just ties everything nicely with a little bow to make everything seem joined up again as it used to be back in the day. Um, and, uh, yeah, new logos, and and that's it, really. So, mm-hmm. oh, a new sting at the end. Uh, I've got some friends to record us some new uh, outro stings for mm-hmm. the new umbrella of these podcasts, because um, they'll be produced slightly differently. So, yeah, you'll, you'll hear a new sting. I haven't decided. Mm. Maybe, maybe some new music at the beginning. I'm not sure, but, uh, mm-hmm. but there you go. And uh, looking for new sponsorship ad- opportunities as well. So if you do want to sponsor any of the new that podcast, then please get in touch uh, with us on social media mm-hmm. or uh, email us at disafterdark at gmail dot com. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's that's the old podcast. Yeah, well, I haven't updated it. So disafterdark at gmail dot com is the email address to contact us or uh, mm-hmm. messages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, that's all on you. Yeah. And they will all be updated as well, the new name. So again, if you follow us, nothing will change. You'll just see a, a name change in the uh, in the title, but nothing else. Um, so that's it. Um, thank you, Mr. D, uh, for, for being welcome. here tonight and being so good as you always are. And uh, thank you, dear listener. And uh, we will see you in November with Mm -hmm. that Disney Parks podcast. Happy Halloween.
when it comes. Oh God, it's Halloween as well. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.